We must reclaim our country's destiny and dream big and bold and daring. We have to do that. We're going to dream of things for our country and beautiful things. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Welcome to a new world order. I am your host, Crofton Steers, here for a new era of good, bad, or bullshit and with me as the donald j trump of this podcast the new superpower the president i I bring with me my two compatriots former president barack obama aka lion michael hodgins sad (laughs) sad barack obama um hello i can't do a barack obama impression and i won't even try and also with me in this joining me in this new era is a man from the old era. I'm talking about George W. Bo Schwartz. Uh, he is crooked, sad. Let's go duck hunting. I can't do George. <laughs> and both of those presidents Dang. didn't vote for That's Donald true. J. Trump. Yeah, screw you, That's Donald. Apparently Bush Bush and his wife were like on record saying that they voted for uh, n- nobody. Mm. Well, well, Donald J. Trump uh, was not favored by many people in his own party, and yet he still made it. And he is now so the I, president of the United States. So if you're in he American was favored by America, though, and yeah. that's what matters. Yeah. So I, I would say that, like, for, for listeners, we uh, last week's episode probably released right after the uh, presidential election. This is the first one that we're recording following uh, Trump's surprising election to president. Historic. He's I'm, huge. He's I'm huge. only smiling so I don't cry. But uh, I guess I guess uh, I just wanted to take a little bit of time before the show to talk um, to talk about this and 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 get your your guys's thoughts. Mike, you are a noted. Uh, pessimist slash Trump supporter <laughs> well, no, I'm not. so I, i'm curious did you were you surprised by how this turned out or i'll be like... honest I, w- I was surprised i i tend to think of things as like the status quo always wins is, is how i tend to view things so i was like for sure hillary clinton's gonna win because she is the status quo and that's what always kind of wins that's how i tend to feel um and i'm always someone who's like in the I'm like, I, I think we need upheaval and we need things to shake up. Donald Trump is unfortunately, I think, a um, a sad way to have that <laughs> have that happen. So I was surprised uh, in the sense that I expected a different outcome, but I'm not surprised in the sense that, as I mentioned before on this show, I've always felt that like common, you know, the common people, and I'm not pointing, uh, picking on the U.S. in particular because it's very true of Canada too, are more bigoted and racist than we think they are in the media and just commonly held. So I'm not surprised in that sense because Donald Trump was speaking to those people and they're there. But you're a big science guy. And like, what do you think about the science of polling, for instance, and talking about being surprised? Because everybody thought that that Hillary was going to win based on countless 
uh, countless polls that are dubiously based on mathematical. Yeah, but I mean, polls are increasingly like like, look at Canada's last election. The polls were wrong on that one as well. Quite, quite wrong. And I think that that's that's one of the narratives that's going to come out of this to be like, look, people aren't responding to polls anymore uh, as or are not being honest with pollsters. It's just not the best way to get data like probably the best way to get data is to and and i have heard this that that, the studies that focused on uh, social media shares and stuff more like google related searches were more accurate in their predictions and that some of them had predicted trump victory Uh, because their people are being honest but if you're asked by a pollster you might lie or just decline to answer and you know i think yeah what were you surprised um I was surprised, not that he won, but I was surprised at, at the whole thing, if that makes sense. Because it initially just he was a joke the whole way through, and now he's in. He was reviled by his own, a lot of people in the Republican Party. As you said, George W. Bush said they would abstain from voting rather than let this clown in. And I think that, quite ironically, he really spoke to a lot of the middle-class Americans. And and this is what I just fall back on as as... I mean, there's probably smarter people than me who knows why this this happened. But ultimately, as as regular Joe, I know what Trump's message is: make America great again, build walls, protect people. I know what Obama's was: hope, change, Obamacare, Hillary. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. There was there was no cohesion in what that was about or what people were buying into. That's cool. That's and what you and I, you know, that that message didn't get through. All I heard about was people want to know what's going on with her emails. People want to dig up shit about her past, and they never overcame that. And I think Trump actually played it stronger. So so in a way, I'm not surprised. In a way, um, I don't think he's going to be a good president, but he could prove everyone wrong there. So. Crofton, what do you, what do you, what was your uh, take on this? Well, see, I was totally surprised. I had mentally prepared myself totally for Hillary Clinton winning. I I had bought into the the polls, like the New York Times had this tracker where it was like ninety two percent of uh, chance of Hillary winning. I was just, uh, you know, I was kind of enjoying the t- Donald Trump crazy train r- ride in the same way that you enjoy watching a car wreck when you're not, or like look at a car wreck in in, in fascination when you drive by. I I guess where I I, I was really kind of upset when I when I saw that he won, and um, because I, I like to think myself as an optimist and and not necessarily thinking uh, the worst of of Americans in particular, and and I think Obama has said some very like he's had some very inspiring rhetoric since. So like he he uh, uh, both before and after like how he handled a protester a, a few days before, but also. Uh, right after, like the the speech that that he gave outside the White House uh, with Joe Biden, to talking about to, talking essentially about like how the the importance of the transfer of power and how George W. Bush's folks were so great with his people, and just you know being eloquent in the way only way that he can. And, and the contrast being so vivid in my mind, but he was also saying how it was like an intramural scribbage, you know, like everybody, they're all on the same team. They are all working to try to make America great. They just have different visions for doing that. So it was very conciliatory. And today he met he met Trump in the White House and all that. But beyond that, and I, I just find like like. In people saying building bridges and, and and getting together and there's two Americas and they're divided. 
I think that's true. But what frustrates me is I do think that part of Trump's America is 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 full. Not all of it, but a lot of it is full of not very nice people, bad people, essentially. And and Hillary Clinton got in trouble for using the term deplorables during the during the election. But and but the the issue is that for me is you have people that were voting for Trump as a protest of the status quo of the establishment. You have pe- people who were voting for Trump because they were conned into it by in, in a man who is the master of the bullshit. Like this guy, there's 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 history of uh, of all the bullshit he's done. He sat down like at, at, at the front table of a charity event where he didn't even donate to charity to that charity and got photos taken in the New York Times and the press, everybody thinks Donald Trump must have given a lot to that charity to sit at the front table, but he just went and sat there. And like, that's the type of guy this, he, he he's the master of bullshit and he bullshitted half the population, not half the population, a section of that population into voting, into voting for him. So you got the people that were, that, that were scammed and I've been scammed before. I understand what it feels like to be scammed and maybe they'll only realize it in time. But then it, and then there's the people that voted as protest. And the third segment are people like, you know, he was endorsed by the KKK and stuff like that. There are people that are reprehens- reprehensible, that, that dislike other people. And the Republicans have been blocking um, blocking the wheels of government for many years. Uh, and, and now now they want to – now they're in power. They want to work together and the Democrats will will try to work together. With them, but it just feels it feels like there are bad people uh, in the world, and they seem to all be on that side. Like, I I I know that that's very shallow, but that's how, sort of how I feel. And uh, that he courted the he might not be a horrible human being. He he might not be. He may just play one on TV, but he definitely um, courted horrible human beings and got them to vote. And- and I know what you mean, and it does come off a bit like <clears throat> pejorative to be like they're bad, horrible, and deplorable is what Hillary Clinton said. And uh, I mean, you, you know, an, another way to another way to put it, it, it that is maybe a little bit more politically correct are things like uneducated and 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 frankly scared. A lot of these, a lot of the people who who buy the rhetoric that he put out there are people who are terrified of the unknown. They're afraid of immigrants. They're they're afraid of a lot of things in the world, crime. They're afraid of all. They're afraid of the afterlife. They're afraid of all these things, and that's <laughs> the what motivates afterlife. their politics. Well, no, it's true. It's true. They're 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 so worried that sins or things like a woman's right to choose oh, is like okay, putting okay. half their country in hell. You know, uh, it's <laughs> it's fear driven, and it's pretty clear that he went for the fear vote pretty hard. And and though I agree with you, Crofton, in in terms of like that's how I feel about a lot of these people. But I'm like, the the base might be a little softer than that. There are. Uh, proportion of them who are legitimately like look i hate people and like the kkk i mean there's no other way to look at them uh and some that are just you know a little like unfortunately haven't had you know in some ways like the the privilege of being able to go you know being able to live in a more multicultural world or go to university or things like that and you know i'm not trying to forgive uh but another but, thing one, one oh, thing yeah, that so i want to bring up that, that i thought was really a big thing about this election f- for me so you said he's a master of the bullshit, and he clearly lies all the time. Yet there is this perception that Hillary Clinton somehow like lies more. And you'll have like uh, you know the New York Times is doing like a fact check, and it was like uh, Trump lies more. But yet you'll always hear people saying 
he tells the truth, you know, and I find this like it is. He tells it like it is. And what's interesting about this and and one and something that I find really interesting because because it does it resonates with me, I must say, is that politicians speak and and this has been increasing for decades and is and it's at like almost I don't see how getting more peak than where it's at. Speak in controlled communication sound clips. And it irritates the hell out of me, and I think it irritates most people. Every anytime you hear Hillary Clinton make a statement, it is a planned statement, mm. and she talks like that. So though Donald Trump is talking out of his ass and lying, and it's factually incorrect, so technically he's lying most of the time because he doesn't know the truth. What he's doing is that he's he's not always speaking in through calms people and through marketing jargon. He's not always. Have, he didn't always have a controlled message. And, of course, that got him into tons of hot water. But I think it also really resonated with people because they're like, oh, look at this guy. He's not he's not doing that thing that every politician does. And it's refreshing to them. And though his particular uh, <laughs> rhetoric didn't appear didn't appeal to me, I get that the way he talked, the way that he was willing to speak off the cuff and say what was on his mind made him seem more like a real person and less like a politician. And I think at the moment that that's a lot of what that protest vote was going for there. People are sick of the way things are, which, which are done. Is, which, Did either of you guys is, happen to read how this con game works though? Just to hold the thought, but, but because you know, the confidence game is that the criminal puts their confidence in you, not the other way around. Right. And, and, and that's the confidence I'm, I'm, I'm speaking genuinely, which means I make mistakes. So, so I'm putting confidence in you, the people, to to see that for what it is. Which is sometimes I might say something a little offside, but you know what? I'm a human being. I'm flesh and blood. We everyone can relate to making mistakes or being rough around the edges. That's very relatable. And so you kind of, I mean, I like I like a person who's genuine. I don't like I don't like a person who's disingenuous. Who do does? Who does? So yeah. I think Mike, that's a very astute point. In in getting getting back to that, um, the political sort of uh, the 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 term ignorance or, or or political correctness that has been railed against that Donald Trump sort of knocked the walls down from these planned planned statements, I think that like like as liberals and as 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 people that are are concerned about equality and all this sort of thing, we be sure we're we're heightened and aware. Mm-hmm. Of little statements that that can mean larger things, and um, we point the finger at that to say, you know, that's a misogynistic statement, or that's a racist statement, or what, whatever. Um, and I think that that uh, there's a big swath of the American population that, and, and it's true that, that it may be racist, it may be xenophobic or whatever, but they don't feel that they are racist and they feel that you are being critical and picking on them. And so when Donald Trump comes down and says, you know, so people are come crossing across the borders, these aren't their best people, these are, you know, these are rapists and others, people, you know, the liberal media and, and us and everybody jumps on and says, Donald Trump thinks all Mexicans are rapists, when in fact, he never, you know, he never said that. Now, the fact that he said what he said reflects poorly on him. But the way that it it's presented. It's the same. It's the same with with other comments that he said. He never goes out and and says things black and white, except for the Access Hollywood tape, which was essentially um, uh, uh, showing behind the curtain, if you will. Like that wasn't a planned release, but it, but 
but people can justify all that because they can be like, you know, Donald Trump will say, oh, no, you know, some of my I got tons of workers that are Mexicans. I love the Mexicans. And and people will say, you know, that's just they're blowing out out of context his his one comment. Now, he has comment upon comment upon comment on different things. But but for people that that are sick of political correctness, it looks like it looks like we're constantly criticizing this guy or the or people in general for for and it, they feel like they're not able to speak their minds and and I understand why we do it like we want them to be aware of their prejudices of of the things that they say but it can have an effect over time like you're trying to make people aware but when people point that out to me I consider myself you know liberal and educated and all this and every once in a while I might say something and I've got a bias or something and somebody points it out to me my first reaction is to be frustrated and generally frustrated at them because I know how I am and I know that I'm not I'm generally not like a a prejudiced racist misogynistic person but like if some if somebody says Crofton what you just said there you know no 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 I won't necessarily listen to them as much as I will be defensive and annoyed that I was criticized and I think there's a big chunk of the American people right now that feel like they're constantly being criticized by the PC educated yeah. liberal left. That's for sure true. And 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 nobody likes being lectured, even when you're in the wrong, and even when you know you're in the wrong. It's just like, you know, it's difficult to get at behavioral change. And and sometimes when you're aware of something and someone else isn't, you want to just tell them that. But it almost never makes that person be like, oh yes, that's very true. Thank you for correcting me. In that sense, and that's unfortunate. I think what what happens a lot in this kind of culture war, which has been ongoing for some time, for lack of a better word, is that that tends to happen, and people on the right feel like they're just being essentially lectured and sneered at constantly from the lefties, uh, constantly correcting what they say, how they view things. And I mean, you know, it's I, being on that more so socially on that side of it. I still think that that's you know there's a there's there's a lot of education that does need to happen, but probably the way that it does just ends up like you said, crowd making people angry. And then where do they want to go? They, 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 they're not going to usually, when people get lectured, be like, oh, I want to learn and improve. Some people do, but most people just get defensive. And, you know, and I feel like this is in spectacular form what can happen when, you, when, when that culture kind of war comes to a head in an election like this. You get someone like Donald Trump. Yeah, I think and, you made a really good point, Croft, and just about the extrapolating of – of you know like like when when he when some when anybody says something like i like x race of people i employ lots of them if you have a liberal arts education or some so you know if you've done i took a woman's studies course you know it immediately draws to your mind all of that well actually no you don't like them because here are all the implications about structural discrimination and blah 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 blah, blah. meanwhile a lot of people and you know i talked to a lot of people today give it, it doesn't even register that's not even important in life as a thing to discuss the things that they find important are feeding their kids raising people having good values and and just because just because there's a huge population of people in jail in the states new slaves for example it's just because they're bad it's not because there's some in debt like they haven't studied the that they're you know and understand that there's a reason there is a problem for example in the states with incarceration uh, that all seems fine because they're not thinking about that. But when you said you look down your nose, the, people feel like they're you know the cultural elites or intellectual elites, and mainly it's yeah. categorized the left. Although I'm sure there are intellectuals on the right as well. Yeah, there are. Um, that's what that's about. Is that you? We make the conversation about one thing when it comes to Trump, like because he is a comic book character. 
Like, I literally know about as much about him realistically as I do Lex Luthor. Like, I know him from TV and from books and from marketing. He doesn't even have an active history in politics that someone can point to to say, here is his behavior. I don't know what his business acumen is because I imagine a lot of that is privately closely held information. Uh, that is that best anecdotal for somebody who might be speaking about it. Like the guy who wrote The Art of the Deal who said Donald Trump was a dick. Maybe he, Donald Trump didn't like the writer and that relationship never went in a good place or something. So, yeah, I'm, uh, and, I think it's and a good also point, like, Crofton. Like, come back to Donald Trump, like, as him, him, he says so many things that infuriate sort of liberal-minded people by being, obvi- you know, xenophobic and racist and sexist. And infuriate. But one thing that always kind of has, anno- and has annoyed me through this campaign in terms of, of, of the left is sort of like allowing that, which <clears> does... And I think it's a legitimate concern about him uh, overshadow all things that he says. So, for example, like on economic stuff, like I, I personally have real issues with globalization and and free trade. And I think a lot of what he's what he has said about that is 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 legitimate. And and that but that some of these other things um, and sexual assault allegations, like, I mean, there's a laundry list of terrible things that he's done have overshadowed some of the other things. And I think that that again the electorate that voted for him were probably annoyed by that too to be like you're not hearing these other things he's saying about making america great again and 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 this and that and so the whole time i felt like liberals sort of had blinders on there like we hate him so much because of these these uh vitriolic things he's saying that that they're missing some of the basic undertones and i and, I just... and even that slogan like make america great again the concept like america has if you look at by any metric jobs economic growth america is doing better than it pretty much ever has but yet yet there's what what are we trying to bring it back to and we're in and, and the inference like when you start thinking about it you're you're like okay there is there's all sorts of stuff loaded in there that could be perceived as racist that could be perceived as you know uh white giving giving stuff back to, to the white uh, man however again it's not clear like we see that but it's not like it's not like donald trump going in front of a microphone and being like i hate mexicans you know that's clear that that's clear clean cut everything he says and the way that he presents it he speaks plainly if you will and and i think we know what he's saying and there's a lot of dog whistle politics going on for sure but there's enough that allows people to fool themselves and say like he's like me i say these things and people give me give me crap but i'm i know i know myself i know i'm not a racist i know i'm not when really they're not necessarily facing their prejudices so i think a lot of people identified with his plight and and the one point that 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 tape that was hard to rationalize i think people managed to even rationalize that and and that to I me mean, I, I don't know how they got yeah. there i can't speak to the how an evangelical jesus loving supporter can can uh, support that type of behavior well, that, that's but the, that's somehow the, it happened it's a problem with marketing i think in, in the political race because it's a donald trump's a marketing guy he likes to put his name on everything the big joke today was that it's going to be called the uh, the Trump House or the Gold House <laughs> have big Trump letters on front of it. He he knows branding and like, li- like make White America House Trump edition. A good brand is provocative, therefore you can endow meaning on it. Nike's not you know uh, put on some running shoes and run outside and just do it. It's just do it. And in the but, case of Make America Great Again, 
it definitely sounds like kick out anyone who isn't white and America will be great. And, and that's not but, what it says. But, but it's not what it's no. And that's what I'm saying is that it can be taken to mean that by both sides, by the racist people who support him are like, yeah, he's clearly winking to us. And it can be taken that way by the left as well. Um, but also, if Barack Obama's slogan was not hope, but let's make it get America great again, a lot of people probably still vote for him. I don't think hope and, or change necessarily was the clincher. Um, I think that would have served just fine for Barack. So, yeah, that, that, that's that's well, one it's thing really hard to se- it's- hang on. It's just really hard to separate his personal merits as a leader from all the rhetoric. And I just think Hillary Clinton as a candidate, whatever they were doing on their side, didn't do a good job of any of that. I have no idea. That message did not get through to me, but Trump's got through to me quite loud and clear. Well, so when I think about this election, I feel like there was a third a third major presence the whole time, was which was Bernie Sanders, who was essentially Trump left. Uh, and... And so he he wrote. I don't know if you, and you guys read the statement he 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 uh, he wrote about Trump, which I, I want to read because it's pretty short and it pretty yeah, much I sums up. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll read it for our, you can sum it for both sake and our listeners. Yeah. Um, essentially, he just said Donald Trump tapped into the anger of a declining middle class that is sick and tired of establishment economics, establishment politics, and establishment media. People are tired of working longer hours for lower wages. I've seen decent-paying jobs go to China and other low-wage low countries of billionaires not paying any federal income taxes, hint, hint, Donald Trump, and of not being able to afford college educations for their kids, all while very rich become much richer. To the degree that Mr. Trump is serious about pursuing policies that improve the lives of working families in this country, I and other progressives are prepared to work with him. To the degree that he pursues racist, sexist, xenophobic, and anti-environment policies, we will vigorously oppose him. I read that and I'm like, that sums up entirely how I feel about it. Because it is true that that basic sentiment, which was that Bernie Sanders came out of nowhere and, you know, everyone was like, he's going to he's gonna win right to the very end because there was such a wave of people who had that same, it's that establishment thing, right? And if any, if what this election was about anything, it was like, we need to shake up the establishment. And if only, I, in my mind, I'm like, if only Bernie had got that elect, had got the, the Democratic nomination, what what might have been? Uh, it's just so his last bit where he's like, the xenophobic, environmental, the record, all I think those Trump things got, still would have won. Trump would have won. I'm not convinced, but, but it's hard. To, it's hard to get hypothetical. But what Bo just said about messaging, I think, is very. I think his message is simpler and more straightforward. And like looking at how it it panned out. Yes, Clinton was a weak candidate based on the times that we live in. But but I don't think uh, like you know Bernie might have done slightly better. But I th- I think that people, the way that Trump spoke. There, there is that identity politics at play, and Bernie wouldn't have played with that, and and it it went it 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 went in their favor, and it, it shouldn't be noted that Hillary Clinton, like Al Gore before her, won more of the popular vote. More Americans voted for her than they did for Donald Trump, but the way that their electoral system works, that doesn't mean that she wins the presidency, uh, and she you know she she did yeah. not. But, right, right or left, um, you got to matter. To more people than that, like you have, you it has to has to matter in places where you're let just the way the voting works, where you're less likely to be given a win. Like if you're a Democrat on the coasts, I mean, You've to be fair, our to, system's even worse in Canada. It's that. true. It took a lot. It, we had to get uh, royalty 
to take it away from Harper. I mean, Prince Justin Trudeau finally, you know, I a lot of it had to do with, you know, he is charming middle-aged man, very intelligent, but he didn't talk. He never seems like he's talking down to anybody. Like, and Stephen Harper is basically like, I don't know, a human, um, this like a badger. Like he. he no one, he's the least, like, I don't understand anyone voting for that person. He had no personality, but the branding was there and the messaging was there. And I'm sorry, but I understand why people don't vote for uh, Stéphane Dion and, and others. You know, there, there, there's, yeah. it's just... Well, charisma goes charisma a long way, goes and long Justin way. Trudeau has that. And, and you know, some still would argue Trump, he's got it. Oh, he, Trump, I used to Trump, love Trump. watching Apprentice. Like, no yeah. lie. Like, I'm just like, you fired. <laughs> like, it's great. Like, I'm like, I like that Trump. I like him even as, a, like, a little bit of a villain or a dick. It's like, yes, this is the world we live in. He's doing his thing. It's funny. It's entertaining. Whatever. It's just, all of a sudden, he puts his big swing in Trump. <laughs> into the political arena and it threw it it made all the I, chickens I also go crazy. Heard, heard him described i think very aptly uh as uh the very imperfect vessel of legitimate grievances which is to say stuff like the trade you know the economic stuff he's talking about are very legitimate things and neoliberal economic policies that people like hillary clinton and and our government are still supporting our legit. Those are legitimate things that, that he was bringing up. I don't up. think he, he understands any of that. Like, well, I don't he know may, that he, he does, but I do know that things like the, like the TPP and neoliberal economics, like you said, by any metric, America's better, but that's, I don't think that's technically true. It might be that there's more wealth, but it's in more, it's in fewer hands and people work more, get less. Like those are true things. And, uh, and, and I think that that part of that, like again, Bernie Sanders statement, I think that's part of what Trump runs. People are angry because I'm not saying there's not a wealth disparity in the states, but I think you would be surprised at how long that wealth disparity has existed. It's just that people there are more people that are educated and aware of it now. Like I mean, but communication through social media, like we're also connected more as well. But it's not just a wealth disparity; it's also cost of things. So it's like the wealth as the wealth disparity, which yes, you're right, has been around for a very long time. But cost of things, tuition. So these things, so people have slightly less money, and then things are costing slightly more, so that everyone feels like their lives are more difficult. Anyways, two it, two final yeah. thoughts on Trump for me is is I, I will say that that uh, we've just recently gotten rid uh, in Canada here of a, con, a conservative government in, in favor of a liberal one, and if there's one thing that I can tell you about the the face of the conservative government here in Canada, and and Bo mentioned Stephen Harper, but I would I would. I would extend that across the board to all of them is they were bland as milk toast. Like you, they, you wouldn't be able to pick them out of a lineup. Like they were really not very impressive individuals. And uh, because of that, they could get away with a lot without actually upsetting the apple cart because, you know, they were not drawing attention to themselves. And the silver lining with Trump is he's like a bull in a China shop. Like if he starts breaking China, you're going to see it and people will be paying attention. And, uh, and I hope, you know, I hope that they do. Um, because, because, uh, and I think, I think the world is, you know, the world is going to be, uh, watching him for a long time. So, I mean, that's, that's one silver lining I can take out of it. Yeah. Is that, uh, it could be, I mean, he's now got a ch- it's like fresh i almost want to say like fresh slate uh, people who are upset about him being there let's see what he does and judge him by what he does he got there and there 
it's not easy becoming president. Even if you're oh. a dickhead or the worst human being, this isn't an easy. Not everyone becomes it. Very, very, very few become a leader of your country in a democratic and society. It takes something to get the, there. The other good thing, uh, and Bo's reminding me here, the other good thing, wait to see what he does, the, the, is that if he did what he said he was going to do, then I would be really scared for the future of but the nobody, human race. But nobody does that. Thing. He won't be there the has first. never been a president that I am more confident will not do what he said <laughs> that he will do because I don't think he even remembers what he said last week. So my, my feeling is that like, you know, he's already backed off. Is he going to lock up Hillary Clinton? Probably not. He's already talking about how great she is. Uh, you know, Barack Obama is now his BFF. He's going to be consulting him afterwards. So like if, if, if anything, you know, Trump is is Trump. Uh, I'm a little more concerned about his BFFs he's going to bring with him, like Rudy Giuliani and all these guys, Sarah Palin, they're talking about all sorts of now, people the, for the, his cabinet. So we'll see how that pans Yeah, the out. one thing that I heard that was kind of concerning, I think, for Americans was um, I think there's going to be some seats coming open on the Supreme Court, and that's like four different it's ones. A huge thing. And, and, huge. And they're appointed for life, I'm pretty sure. Or yep. for a very yeah. long time, and he's there because I think the control of the uh, the Senate or the House of Republicans or representatives or whatever, and him in there sets up an opportunity to create um, a very Republican heavy Supreme Court, which yeah, like the uh, is the real issue. That's where the real power is in lawmaking. Well, it, yeah, you're, you're right, and I mean, like Obama nominated someone since after Scalia died and was blocked by the house and senate and they're waiting to see what's going to happen in the election they're like great and trump's made very clear uh that they're going to stack it with conservatives and there's a few others on there that are in their late 70s so you know in all likelihood they'll be out soon too and uh it, it is frightening especially like i think the big thing is the roe v wade sort of uh right to choose um issue and like that like that's such a, an issue of conflict in the states i mean Anyways, so it, it will be very interesting to see what would happen. And I, I feel like my, my overall feeling about him being in is still one of terror and being terrified. And and again, mm -hmm. and even though I am, you know, on the I'm a bit of a like shake things up and I and I don't like neoliberal economics and he in he in theory uh is uh is talking like he's willing to to break with some of these things, I'm intrigued to see how that's gonna play out. I just feel like that it's so unfortunate that those things have tied with his what I think are severely regressive views on almost all social issues. And, and that I'm like, why do those things have to be tied? Like you can't win. It's it's like it's like on one hand, I'm like there could be some positives that come out of one, one aspect of these things. But the regressive things that he's has spoken about are just. Like, They're those, terrifying. Those are issues, but because you speak about being terrified, and I find what I think about, and I'm not super well informed about this, is that he seems like a pretty aggravating person. A lot of people were aggravated during his run up to the presidency. It's not. It, it's not. Um, for me, it's not. Um, what's he going to do with his own people, and what does that look like? It's what does he do internet? Like, who are we going to war with in four years? Who are we helping in a war in four years as Canada? Are we going to war with them? Like. Who does he mishandle? How, well, like, look, I, I mean, he he has been very he has been very clear, and I think, and this is something also that he said that I am like, you know, 
I kind of agree with him on that. He's been like, we need to get out of being the world's policemen, mm-hmm. he said. He's like, we need to stop being in – Yeah, you know, like who knows? Like that's – America's made that their role since – you know, after the Second World War, I don't know if that'll ever change, but he has talked that talk of being like, we got to stop being in these wars all over the country, all over the world. And I'm like, you know what? That's maybe yeah, not Yeah, that sentiment thing. is almost weak sauce, though. Like, given the America's power, it's in, like, it's in now. Backing out is a sign of weak, like, they, they can't back out anymore. Like, I, fu- I feel like that is blue sky thinking. I think they're they are invested in show in a show of force internationally. There's a lot of business. In, like I don't think it's as easy as that. I think he says stuff like that now, but that's going to change. Also, who does he piss, it'll but, like? It'll and it's change. more his impulsive Putin, nature. Putin will will it's say his, like will say Trump is a loser, and he'll yeah. be like, Putin said what? Arm the nukes. Arm yeah, the nukes exactly. Right like now. it's it's more Arm like like shit. Like I know there's a lot of checks and balances, but it's crap. Along he is their representative. And he has said some very um, th- stuff that would require a little better judgment and hindsight that we'd expect from a normal politician, which is why he got voted in there. I'm just saying, I, we're, how does that play out on the international scene? That's kind of what I worry it's, about. Yeah. You know? And the other thing to consider about kind of any government that is – like any government or country with its bureaucracy and its administration, those things that are in place, is like a giant – you know, think of your biggest possible container ship and it's cruising along in some direction and you get a new captain who's like, all right, that thing doesn't turn on a dime, you know, like it has a lot of momentum and a lot of the things that the bureaucracy is doing and that, and, and that previous administrations have put into place, you can't turn that thing on a 90 degree. So like he's going to set the stage for things that might happen, but he might only be a one-term president too. Who knows? And because uh, he's 70 years, he's 70 years old. He's the oldest ever first-term president. So, you know, someone might come out of the woodwork for the next one, and then that'll be that. You never know. But so it's like, how much can he really turn things in four years? It's unknown, I think, at what, this point. One thing, and Mike mentioned his age, and I think it, it is fair to do this. Like, we're trying to encourage young people to vote more and more around, the, you know, in, in modern uh, democracies. And if you look at the electoral map, and you can find this out there on the internet, the electoral map of people, you know, in their uh, in twenties, early thirties, who they voted for in each state, and who people in in their older in the older ages voted for, it is crazy. Like the map is almost entirely blue. They almost all voted for Hillary Clinton, and it's it's older people that elected Trump, just like it's older people that voted for Britain to leave the the EU. So I think I think the older generation has to really take a long hard look in the mirror and ask themselves what they're doing for their grandkids right now, um, because they seem to be out of step with the rest of uh, um, the rest of society. And right now they have the majority, but you know. But we, I feel like. I feel like that's almost always been the case too, right? It's like it's like there's it's sad to you know you don't want to say like our generation's waiting for the one ahead of us to die for real change to happen, but I think that that's kind of always true. Uh that you know you get to a certain age, especially like our age in our mid 30s and you feel like you have um some agency in the world but yet you're held captive by the seniors, <laughs> uh, and and it will change. Like that those stats are interesting, but those people are still here and I don't remember what my verdict was on democracy, but uh, I tell you, problems. this made 
this may definitely made me think about a lot of our verdicts, including democracy. And gentlemen, that was a long preamble, but it deserved it. Well, uh, I'm uh, wondering. It's, it's not if, a preamble. It's... That's the full episode. We're at 40 minutes, boys. We did an yeah, episode on Donald just, yeah, Trump. Just called that. How, We're going to be doing a verdict. Verdicts on the U.S. election. Well. Yeah. See, here's just if, if we're if we have a little more time because this is the the full episode. I just like revisiting some of our opinions <laughs> and some of the things sure. we did talk about democracy. Um, and and uh, I remember Mike, uh, you used the Churchill quote saying, you know, something along the lines of it's like it's the least bad of all yeah, the bad options. Or what, something. No, he no, he said it's the it's the it's the worst possible means. Uh, of governor, governing ourselves, except for all the other ones. Yeah, which, which is such a good way to put it. <laughs> but but it it definitely it definitely is, and we're going through an exercise in Canada where we're trying to refine the de- democratic process and, and and do some reforming of uh, uh, because we're having weird weird elections that lead to weird results and, and and misrepresentations. But when I see when I see this one in the states, it makes you realize like how how quickly things can turn on a dime because they're going from essentially a a president that the first black president and it makes you think you're going ahead in time and you're making progress and he's making all these changes and he's adding he's building onto the social safety net and you're like wow america you're kind of getting it and then you've got these people holding on that are trying to block his progress like who are who are saying you know guns don't kill people you know people kill people and like all of this all of this sort of stuff and then the first black president is going to be passing on his presidency to the first president ever officially endorsed by the KKK um and and you just think to yourself like holy shit democracy how can that happen you know like and and you well, realize exactly how, like it's also democracy is been called it's just a dictatorship of the masses and and so it's like it's like when and we talked about this during our democracy episode and i've been thinking about that since this <laughs> with this happening here too the problems with democracy uh and i i for the record gave it bullshit and i stand heartily by that verdict uh, but if but, I yeah. didn't, I would switch to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I'm you sure you it gave it good. good. <laughs> uh, and I understand why, because because you're also thinking a lot about the, again the term responsible democracy, and and that's like the difference. And it's and it's like and that and that's like a tricky thing. Like 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 a, a democracy being a responsible democracy. And again, to put that into context, that's when whoever's in power makes sure to look after the people who have. No voice, the minorities, minorities. and yeah. to make sure that you represent them, even though they didn't vote for you, maybe, or even though they have no representation, really, you look after them because that's what a responsible democracy does. But that's like an unwritten rule. There's no, you know, it's just democracy. It's just majority wins. So once again, if you have like, and again, you know, everyone says like, oh, look at Nazi Germany. That was just democratically elected governments who then did stuff, right? And it's a, so it's a dictatorship of the masses. And if the masses, you know, like. I heard when Stephen Harper lost this election, he made this statement, which you'll hear a lot, where he said, you know, the people are never wrong. And I'm like, no, no, you know, sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes they're <laughs> wrong. And just because a lot of people think something is wrong doesn't make it right. But in democracy, that's how it works. So it's like if everyone thinks something wrongheadedly, 
but there's a lot of them, then that's what that's what prevails. And and that's uh, and I think that or they that... sold something, and that's the other thing. I, I oh, always yeah. want, I always you know po- politics. The art of the deal. I would argue that this is the greatest deal he's ever pulled off, in the sense, <laughs> in, in the sense that he's selling, so... uh, a, a, a product that is broken in so many ways. There's so many flawed. You can see, you can see he's got his goopy hair and his orange face, and he's insulting people and saying. They're sad and calling Miss Universe's fat pigs and like, like he's he's doing all this stuff and, and people are still voting for him because he's able to package himself and put a finger on the pulse, see what the product they want is and sell it. And so I I do think that like that's that's what um, that's what scares me a little bit about democracy because there is the. There is the on paper what they'll do for you. So candidate one will do these things. Candidate two will do these things, you know. Mm. And then there's the packaging. And Mike, you said earlier, like the the media spent too much time on Trump's packaging and not enough time on his message. And, and the packaging includes like their characteristics as a human being. And this is the thing. I think people saw Hillary, and I don't want to dwell on Hillary because honestly. I, I feel she got a raw deal and I, I really do feel this was more about Trump in, in a way. But um but she she felt like she was built in a lab, like you were talking about the the talking points and all that. Uh, it just felt everything was so calculated and all that, where Trump was a blunt object and, and by selling that he he spoke, you know, he spoke to people. Um, it's just it's just sad that that comes that protest the element of the protest vote and the element of the con two of the three major groups I think that he spoke to it just makes me sad because also, they, I don't I don't feel like they know what they're really getting. There's also you know? also bias versus women. I mean that's a factor in this as well. I mean you also blanket it up. I'm sure a lot of people are ready for a female president or female leader even in other places in the world, but it's an issue. Like women in power are often even subconsciously characterized as cold or careerist or, you know, she's definitely not the the first like the first lady you see right now. They're warm. They're loving wife. You see Michelle Obama. She speaks intelligently about things, but it's never too threatening in any kind of way. She says, eat your vegetables. And, and I'm sorry to us. We're fine with Hillary. You know, we don't have a problem, but there are a lot of people who don't they they just don't warm to the idea of that they don't cotton to it and they might they won't admit to it they won't say well she's a woman so i won't vote for her but they won't be impressed with her and you need to be impressed you need to feel like and and trump a misogynist as you just rightly pointed out people are impressed by him and hillary i'm not impressed by hillary i do agree with that boat i do i do agree and 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 the deplorables group that do that did vote for trump that a part of them like the smaller part um maybe there were thoughts like that but my feeling about that group it's like evangelicals being like oh jesus if you know like trump is the most religious guy or whatever which is complete bullshit obviously i think that I think that if it had been Sarah Palin on the right side, they wouldn't have given a shit that she's a woman. Like they would have been like, oh yeah, she would have been like, grab your guns. I'm going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. She would have spoken to their values and their ethics. And and I don't think her being a woman would would have mattered uh, one bit. But it really has to do with that she's a liberal Democrat woman. She's she's part of the elite and that she's a woman. I think there, I feel there like, wouldn't have been a woman uh, on this ballot if it wasn't Hillary. 
That's the thing. Like, it, it took it, a well, lot to get a woman even up there for election. I think if it was pa- Sarah Palin versus Bernie Sanders, and, and Sarah Palin would have okay. likely sure, won. sure. But it's it, nah. there's no Sarah that. Sarah Palin wouldn't have made it. She she was a patsy almost in all of this. Like it, it, it's it's a totally different situation. And Clinton, like keep in mind, like how does anyone feel about a person's spouse, man or woman? Like I don't know that I'm comfortable with that idea. Like w- w- if she would have gotten president first, I wouldn't have wanted Bill to run. Like. Like we want fresh blood in there. It's like you're revoting well, for well, Bill Clinton. You, you it's say hard that, to get it, out of a, another president's shadow, right? But, like, but name recognition is something like like we've had. You know, there's been two Bush, two Bushes, and almost a third. If you, if you had Clinton, done that, who nearly got impeached. And wait, and 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 frankly, the reason we have a a prime minister called Trudeau right now is because his father was prime minister. Ge- That's generational is different. Spouses is a well, whole other no, but, issue. But I mean, but the name thing, like, like you said, I don't like, think it, it's another issue. I but I, I tend, I tend to agree that the, the Clinton, her being a Clinton gave her political weight that, she, that she might not have otherwise otherwise had and but that's the that's the way of things now like i mean when you said you know you were like it's hard to become president that's true uh it's also completely inaccessible to most people uh it's more accessible if you have a machine behind you whether it be a uh being part of a a party and moving up in there and having its support which is the case with the clintons or being independently like a billionaire like donald trump like you know you, there's lots of other blowhards like him but but not they don't all have a billion can't. dollars and can say I'm, I'm running for president because I can spend. I'm not $100 saying she dollars. can't. I'm just saying you're asking people to vote for you, and 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 I don't I don't think everyone cottons to that in the same way that you guys might be super open minded. I know that I don't love. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember if Clinton was a good president. I was pretty young. I remember the Monica Lewinsky thing, and since then we've had lots of people open up their doors to, um, you know, secretly gay. They're Anthony Weiner. People lose careers. It, over being essentially liars. Like once you sort of enter that realm, it's not the fact that you might have a sexual deviance. It's that you're very, you're lying. It affects your image. And I know that's not her, but she stood by him. And there's always a sense that she was, um, what's the word for it? She, you know, she was part of that web of lies, even at some point. And, and not everyone has a nuance to necessarily understand that what else is she supposed to do, but support her, her partner. But or but but but, like, but again, she still she lies. has that. Like, what is this web of lies that you're talking about? Well, when before the scandal broke, she was aware before uh, before the case, and they were keeping that story. They had a pin in it. That well, yes, yeah. so they didn't talk about the fact that she got, uh, her husband got a Hummer from the intern. It's a very that's it's, like, a, it's a that's very, a web of lies. Yes, because but, that that's important to people. Because people something... are losing their political careers over at left, right, and center, and other examples. How come they're the exception? But also something I want to bring and up again not. about the if you look at uh, the, the 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 gender issue here, which was I don't think it was the driving force really behind what happened, but it played some role. And you know, I saw someone point out that it's like so if you look at Trump's sort of personal his history, where it's like a uh, string of like infidelity married three times children with a whole bunch of different partners yep known flanderer all this stuff and if you had said if hillary clinton had that same personal background she, yeah think about it hillary clinton has a bunch of kids with different men and she sleeps around with men on the side she would not have gotten in close to that and that's part of the massive double that's standard true. absolutely that, ex- 
that exists. And so it's going to be like, oh, yeah, woman's running, but it's harder. It, yeah, but it is no one votes out of her. pity. People vote out of excitement. That's my whole point. It, is that I think it, she it, can be. I'm on her side. I just think that it's like asking fire not to burn. That's all. You, like, I, people do, I, I think do not Bo, function that Bo's way. Bo's presentation of uh, Hillary based on like a web of lies and like this is the exact sort of thing that people – I don't trust her. I don't trust – I don't like her as a candidate. No, but see, I, I'm not saying that you don't. I'm just saying that the any sort of uh, – uh, that you do. I'm just saying that any sort of uh, lies or misinformation have been blown ridiculously out of proportion to the point that people think that, that she is less trustworthy than a guy who lies 80 times in one <laughs> speech and who has had some like serious lies too, like you know uh, these kids, sure. uh, black like, people and out of his properties in the 70s. I'm, I'm aware of all this. this sort of relationship stuff that Mike was yes. talking about like this. Yes, yes. In, in, in that, the, the so, like, point to, is to it's the gender on... bias. The fact that he's a man and can do these things has more – has there's more forgiveness there than a woman who does it. That was well, the. You that was my point. Originally started by saying that no, your point was that two spouses that 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 because that they were married, you mm -hmm. wouldn't feel as comfortable voting. Where you didn't right. mind if they were if they were in the same family, they just couldn't be the spouse. I, I don't love it either. In that case, I'm not sure why it's yeah. okay in Trudeau's case. Maybe it isn't. But but, but see, that's it, it's like the reason Trump is. A president we all recognize is due to celebrity, right? Like he, sure. he, he's the first non-politician since Eisenhower to become president. What about Reagan? Because... Was he a politician? I know he did movies and stuff. He was an actor. Yeah. Who? Reagan. Reagan. Reagan was a yeah, but he was a politician before he became president. Was he governor? He didn't. He didn't just go from actor to president of the okay. United States. Eisenhower's the only one who went directly. To presidents uh, from from the from, from a military career, <laughs> <laughs> Eisenhower yeah. in the Great Gatsby movie. <laughs> so, but it is it is you know you guys raise a point about Reagan that like like we're too young to remember that, but like that must have been a kick in the pants for people back then. Probably. Like actor becomes, uh, but, you know, president. But he was well liked, like, though, familiar, right? Familiarity is huge. And like I haven't watched enough of The Apprentice. Uh, like I think I watched the first season way back when, and found You're it five. vaguely, and found it vaguely entertaining. I think the person I was then would have found it entertaining. The person I am now, I think I I couldn't stand to watch a, a minute of it. Uh, but uh, but and I think a lot of people liked that he he had this kind of flamboyant style, this like charismatic leader. He was like, yeah, you fired, and then like so, exuding confidence all the time. Uh, even though, again, he has all these string of like, you know, business failures and stuff like that. But that familiarity, I think, goes a long way. And if people watch that and they, they have this sense of like, look, he knows what he's doing. He's a boss. He's in charge. And they know they feel like they know him. That goes a long way. And, and people will always vote for something that's more familiar. And he had that. You know, he couldn't he couldn't have been some other billionaire coming to war. He couldn't have been one of the Koch brothers and and who probably hold the same views as him and done as well as he's he's done his name. His name recognition. He's really taken the Trump also, brand his, to a whole new level. His, his backing, too. One of the things that makes him unique is I think that the backing for him came like came from some bad sources, as Crofton pointed out. But he didn't have to rely on people leveraging him for the campaign money, right? Like, he, he could dig into his own resources if he needed to. That's just so part of it. Like, so could Ross Perot. If and Brad Pitt, work, yeah, well, it didn't work for Ross Perot, but well, he's not he an act, he's not a charming person, right? Like that's he's yeah, a, he's I, a mole I mean, man. 
it, it's it's a crazy it's crazy to think that this guy is going to be in office for the next four years. But my my silver lining for me personally is like I feel for people who have kids that are older that they have to explain this to. Like I feel like Trump is trolling people in the sense that like his wife has announced that her her first lady initiative is going to be to like reduce cyberbullying, which is which is like almost a hilarious troll based on the fact that her husband is the biggest cyber bully of them all, right? <laughs> no, but so, often, she knows about cyber bullying. She's living yeah. with the king. Maybe maybe it's an information session. She's like, I need to teach the children how to do it properly, you know? But um, yeah. I, I do, I, I just think that... Uh, well, now I lost my train of thought. Thanks a lot, oh, you asked. Well, we should move, we should roll into verdicts. We're like an hour in. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think we've oh, had. Oh, I was some gonna say yes. I remember train rerailed. So the <laughs> thing is, I feel bad for parents whose kids they have to explain how somebody with the ethical failings of Donald Trump became the president. You know, you tell your kids, you know, try hard, be nice, uh, be polite. Um, you know, all that stuff Scott Johnson said on that one episode. Let's just cut it and put it here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like you tell your kids all these sort of things and then this guy gets elected. So I feel, I feel like I don't have to worry about that because my child is two years old in four years. She'll be six and only kind of becoming aware of the greater society that surrounds her. At six, she won't give a shit about nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, but she'll, she'll be still... like toys. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's a benefit that I live with. But if Trump becomes a two term president, then that goes all the way till she's 10 years old. And I would, you know, it's st st still like better than some, but I'm, I'm, I'm got my fingers crossed. Like I got four years in hopes that America sobers up, you know? The, so the one last thing I want, I wanted to say, which, which, so, oh, you know, they had this meeting today, Obama and Trump and, and you had, and I heard a lot of things that Obama would say, and it's more just like, I'm sad Obama's going because Man, that guy's a good speaker. He is not only is he a good speaker, I legitimately feel like he is a really smart guy who gets the nuances and the complexity of what he's dealing with. And I really think he was un in some ways unique. And when you hear him talk, like we were talking about democracy and the messiness of it, and he spoke about that. Again, really kind of underlaying the nuances of it, how it is messy and it kind of like clambers its way forward and he spoke about it in a really intelligent way that was really accessible and i'm like oh man i'm gonna miss obama because every time he does a speech you're like yeah he's he's a smart guy like he's a, a guy you want to have there and trump i don't get that feeling <laughs> i'm not like man he is brilliant i do not ever All think right. that well, let, let's let's bring in the animals in and give our verdicts so we can say whether or not we think the election of Do we'll call it the election of donald trump or just donald trump because we, we try on the show for listeners mm. to not give verdicts Context. on people to, in order to not be disparaging. Like, you know, we wouldn't want to put Crofton up here and then start saying, like, he's bad. Why don't like, we just call it the 2016 election result? No, because we've really focused. We did really focus on Donald. It has to be Donald Trump. Well, we that, can't, well he is we the can't, result. <laughs> we, can't, we, we can't weasel out of it. We, we, we discussed Trump for the most part, even though, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to bring in the farm animals. You guys ready to deliver the election and Donald? This Trump, is a historic sure. verdict, you guys. Probably the most important verdict you'll give. Uh, and we're Canadians, so, far so no one show. will give a shit about it. All right, here they come. Right, come on in. Yep, get in here. All right, order in the court. Gavel's down. 
Um, I'll go first. Yeah, all right, Crofton. Good, I'm glad because I got no clue what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, I'll, I, I'm. I, we said a lot this episode. We discussed right. it. We're talking about an election. It was one of the most toxic in, uh, presidential election races in American history, and that people talk about it like it was the race that was toxic. Like that, that, that. Oh, aren't we all glad that this election season is over? It was so horrible. Let's be honest. Folks, the reason it was horrible was because of one candidate making it horrible, dragging it down into the gutter, being toxic, being insulting, being a bully. And that candidate's now the president of the United States. There's really like I try to find silver linings here, but uh, it's really it's really unfortunate. It's a huge step back for that country. It's a huge step back for the world. Um you know, it makes it makes me sad. I understand how it happens. I understand how pollsters screwed up. I understand how people didn't want to say that they were voting for Trump. And uh, uh, but in the end, I can't help but be sad and, and and just hope that we can fast forward through these four years and and end up better on the other side of it. Um, but right now, all I can say is that the election of Donald Trump 2016 is bad. All right, we got a verdict of bad from Croft. You know what? It was pretty um, concise and on point, so you know it's serious business when Croft is just like, that's it, boys. It's just bad. Um, All right, I'll go next because I can see uh, Mike's eyebrows are furrowed in contemplation, and I think he's Googling something quickly so he can quote it and then part of his verdict. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> go ahead, Bo. I wasn't googling. Crofton just like thumbs up me effectively. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, listen. I feel like I was the most sort of pro-Trump, maybe, but I'm not. Just, uh, I'm definitely not. I think he's a shitty human being, and and I liked him as a cartoon character on TV. You know what he played in my life because I've known about him my whole life. Rich man is really good business be smart like you know it's fine whatever he's a character um totally i think like a lot of people scared just at the idea that like this person does says what he means you know what people who say what they mean they're not good in delicate social situations and i don't think it's a good fit for the leader of hundreds of millions of people's lives as well as the impact that it has i feel like there's an agenda there i also don't get why you could be so rich and actually want to have to do the job of president like that seems insane and for me my projection is and it could be totally off is that this is a feather in his cap and ego more than it is a genuine desire for public service this person does not strike me as a public servant the bushes strike me as public servants Mitt romney struck me as public servants john mccain does and i know they all have power and they're all elites in their own way but trump screams personal wealth and privilege more than anybody I can think of in my brain. And I feel like this is a new toy for him to play with in some weird way. I can't... That being said, I feel like we have to still continue to spread the message of hope. And who knows? Maybe because he's such a, um ugly duck compar- you know, comparatively to the establishment that some very good things may come out of a personality like that. So I'm going to go with a verdict of bullshit. But time will tell. In retrospect, I would put money that this would turn bad. Um, but I hope to be proven <laughs> wrong. Actually, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was going to try to turn this a, uh, around. I was. I was going to say 
I was gonna say good, and the reason I was gonna say I was gonna say good. Don't play the music yet, because no, then I thought I about know. it and I was like, this makes no sense. The reason <laughs> I was gonna say good was that because uh, I've always, you know, in the, in a sense that like people, you know, you, you hear people say, oh, you you get the leader you deserve, and to some extent, because I've always felt that there's been a much larger. I mentioned before on this show the racism uh, that underlies Canada and the U.S. is a lot more prevalent than people think and i feel like it's been outed a little bit now like i feel like it's been pulled out of the closet and 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 polite politics which the which the traditional republican politicians play at keeps that under wraps and i feel like it's a good thing that it's like out in the open that we realize how many people in the united states and in canada because i'm not being smug we have the same problem here are racist or xenophobic or misogynist it is a real problem. So as I was going to say, oh, it's good that we've we've seen this as a problem, but then I realized, but all those things are bad. <laughs> like, it's bad that that many people are still racist and misogynist and xenophobic. Those, those are all bad things, or they can be easily manipulated. So though I was going to be like, it's good that we that this is out in the open now, It's it reveals something that is bad. <laughs> so so uh, aside from him, him himself being, I think, going to be a bad leader, probably, the social issues and his stances on them are really terrifying to me and what it what it what it reveals about you know the americans americans at large and canadians too uh is a bad thing so yeah that's where i'm going okay. as well bad. all right man well i i tell you guys um that that was interesting. I needed to get some of this off my chest, and and we're Canadians, and look at look at how big an impact this election, you know, even had on us. And yeah, we're we're tuned into the American system and and, and that, but the electing the leader of the free world is always going to attract outside invested interests. Plus, as you all know, the citizenship and immigration website is crashed right now as Americans try to flee their soon-to-be apocalyptic country. If you are an American looking to flee or to just share your thoughts on what has been a historic and interesting presidential election, feel free to reach out to us, goodbadbull at gmail.com is the email address. Goodbadbull.com is the website where you can find all our episodes. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on the Google Play Store. Please subscribe. Give us some sweet, sweet five-star reviews. Also, um, I would I always want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash goodbadbull. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we've got tons, tons of people. Like, they're huge. Tons. We're going to make them all great again. As the they best listen people. To- they're the, the best. best supporters. We have the best the supporters. Best. The best supporters. And so uh, if you want to be one of them, and we know that you do, Please send a check to Crofton and Steers. Uh, no, you just you just go on the Patreon page and you can give money to us, and we appreciate it. And thanks to all of you who do um, already. So uh, yeah, and uh, also on the social media front, we got Facebook page, we got Twitter at uh, Good Bad Bull. Pretty much, you remember Good Bad Bull one word. You're set. We hope to hear your comments on this episode and on how life under your new regime is treating you, our our American fans. Yeah. I have an offer to throw it, but I'll let you finish the whole end of show thing. Well, all right, Bo. I will start with you then. Uh, If these fellows, they're individuals of individual nature with individual opinions, 
Uh, Bo Schwartz is one of those two, and he is now going to share with you his contact coordinates. Bo, She's reading where, up all my time, dude. <laughs> where can the people reach you? <laughs> Cut the camera too. I'm it's sorry, over. Bo, you're out of time. Mike, um, individual of an individual nature, uh, please share where you can be contacted. You can follow my tweets uh, at ML Hodgins. M L H O D G I N S. Hey, spelled it out. Wow, that's the first time in 172 episodes he's ever done that, by the way. That's right. So I guess we're done. No, I'm kidding, Bo. No, no, because I just want to say you can find me at Bo Schwartz, but um, I'm the only eligible bachelor. So if you're really serious about leaving the country, um, maybe we can go for coffee and see if we hit it off. I don't want. And or you can pay him $30,000 for Europe. Well, no, no, no. That's that offer is well, not, not on the hey, table. That's good entry. So this, I is mean, I could use to. the money. It's true, but um, but on that note, it's funny because you brought it up about the immigration thing. And Bo, you're very generous to offer your marital <laughs> services to <laughs> someone in need. Uh, but I, I really, absolutely please. I, I really <laughs> would have a message to any uh, American listeners to be like, if you're thinking about coming to Canada, I would say please do because you know what? Like uh, when when America's in crisis. Uh, as it was during the Vietnam War, we got a lot of awesome Americans up here. I know a lot of people. I got like friends whose who's, whose parents were draft dodgers, who are awesome people. And there's a lot of awesome Americans. And uh, you know what, Canada, the Great White North, you could always use more great people. So damn racist. <laughs> whoa, whoa, man, cut down the it's cut white down the snow. <laughs> you people, get your heads. And make make oh, make I'm the Great White North white again. All I'm saying is come, come to Canada and bring your yeah. Also, well, I want to point out another thing. I know this conversation's done because the show's over, but Trump was the birther guy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's the, the birther guy. That's the one thing that I keep coming back to. I'm like, this guy was such a dick when Obama got elected <laughs> for years. He but was don't you remember what Trump dick. said? It was Hillary that started it. Oh, it's funny how Obama. <laughs> it's funny how Obama had to shake his head today. I never thought about the whole birth. There's so much waters under the bridge since then. I did not think about the whole birth. Oh, really? They've been saying it all day with it with about their meeting to be like, oh, and the birther thing. Like, it was going to be an awkward conversation. <laughs> yeah, he's like, are you? Can I? Can I see your? But, since we're here, can I see your birth certificate? Do you think Obama had any idea that this birther guy eight years ago would have been the guy he'd be shaking hands like that also seems like any idea eight years ago jesus man that is so it's more like when he first came down that escalator did anyone really think he was going to be in the oval office it's pretty it's pretty you got to give him some credit i guess all right well the trump house here we come i hope alex trebek runs next time (laughs) he's canadian he's not allowed you got to be born in the U.S. Also, that's uh, why screw, Schwarzenegger will never be president. Screw that guy. He hates nerds. Think about the nerds of the country. They'll all be. Dexport. I got news for you, Bo. Donald Trump hates nerds too. <laughs> I don't like Donald Trump. Yeah, also, Donald did you Trump. see that little bit? I mean, this is a bad exit show preamble, but Michael Moore ca- called it as well. I saw a video recorded yeah, two weeks it. ago. And he's like, Donald yeah, Trump's going to win. He wrote this big article I had read before the election about like how why Donald Trump was going to win. And I'm like, oh, Michael Moore, you're too crazy. That's he never going to so happen. <laughs> and yeah. I found he did his morning after like five points. And, and one thing, what I was going to say in, in my verdict when I was like, I'm glad this is out in the open, he kept referring to the bubble in which a lot of liberals live. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I think that's very true and that this is it's been popped a little bit and that's maybe a good thing too. A lot of liberals need to be like, you know what, uh, you in your urban university circles, you don't know what the Soda what the real, 
electorate's like and it's it's kind of funny how people hate elites like and now the conservative party in our country like there's this lady she's running and she's against elites even though she is an elite um <laughs> she's hosting a 500 dollars a head oh, dinner but elites uh, mean smart people organized it doesn't mean by, money uh, though lawyers and like talking about elites here's the deal about elites is like if you wanted to get a brain transplant or a surgery done or whatever you would want the best person the <laughs> most qualified person you would want you know knowledge and experience would be rewarded you know that you but then then when it comes time to like you're run a country rational here croft and that's not going to resonate with the good old people they're like yeah, let's geez. let's get a homeless guy to run the country we don't want an elite let's get a fucking guy more on up on pcp I mean, up there it, it's just so funny because that's man. part of the culture clash that is ongoing like because being an elite also implies that you know you have the resources to go to college or the will or the privilege of being smart enough to get in you know and that offends a lot of other people who are like, you know what? I don't have to go to university. I'm a good person. I work hard, blah, blah, blah. And that's, you know, maybe that's true. I'm smart and too. Maybe I don't think highly enough of, of of Trump's intelligence, but literally I would have almost anybody I know be president of the U.S. before Trump. Like I would pick Mike be president <laughs> before. I would pick me be president before what about, Trump. What about We're Tony, not American. We can't be president. What about Tony Robbins? Again, I would pick Mike or me. Tony Tony Nobody Robbins. Nobody else actually <laughs> that I can think of. Well, screw you. Uh, actually, you already you already complimented me today. I mean, you made me feel like you could trust me more than Donald Trump because partly when you were talking it, about the Trump stuff, it, 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 about how he changes his story every week, it reminded me of how I forgot to help Mike move because I slept in that day and I couldn't be trusted. But I'm like, just well, the kind of friend you at are. At least wrong. I'm more trustworthy than Donald. This makes me feel good. I like this episode. Yeah, but Donald Trump would be like, no, I helped you move. And he'd be like, no, you didn't, Donald. He's like, no, no, I did. Yeah. I did. And and I never said I would help you move. He's like, yes, you did. <laughs> it's good because I did help you. Yeah, he's like, God. I never did say. And then I showed up and did help you. Like, Those things are wrong. See how great I am. was tough are you a fan of the good bad or bullshit podcast consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com for as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations find out more at patreon.com slash good bad bull